How's it going, everyone? And welcome back to the number one Raiders podcast in the world. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily. I know I've been off for a couple of weeks, but I do that on purpose. I decided not to do a show every single week because I do a show every single week. Every single day, or at least Monday through Friday, I do live video shows for the greatest place in the world, the Raiders Daily Elite, the subscription service. It's like The Athletic, but a hundred times better. They don't have video shows like I do. They don't have the intel that I do, the information that I do, the smarts that I do. So it's just a hundred times better. So I don't have a lot of time to be on top of the podcast world, but I will try to make an effort to do one, you know, like I was doing before, once a week, but I haven't done one in two weeks. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. The last time I spoke to you guys, uh, I believe uh, the Raiders lost to the Chiefs. They had the Bengals coming up. The Raiders laid an egg in Cincinnati. Cannot believe they lose that game. They lost to Jeff Driscoll. How do you lose to that guy? Absolutely an embarrassing performance by the Raiders. But um, honestly, I watched so much film of that game, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Because I honestly think the Raiders were looking ahead to Denver And we'll get into that in one second. But there's something, there is something I don't think I covered. Now, I could have, I maybe I don't remember, but I don't think I covered this big news item since I have been off the air. And who's better to speak on it than the guy that knows everything? The Raiders expert, the best in the world, Stephen Michaels. So let's get right into it. The Raiders fire and finally fire Reggie McKenzie, the most overrated general manager in the National Football League, is now fired. Now keep in mind, people, keep this in mind. This gets lost. This gets lost on all those uh, press reports and media reports. People who hate the Raiders, by the way. There's not a single person in the Bay Area that writes for the Raiders that like them. They want them to fail. They hate John Gruden and they hate you. Just like the city of Oakland hates you. But I'll get to that in a little bit. So anyways, Reggie McKenzie, this guy, what has he done for the Raiders lately? All you get is draft bust after draft bust. I mean, go ahead and look at all the players this guy has selected in the draft. Everyone says, we'll go back to 2014. Well, you know what? It's 2018. And by the way, in 2014, that guy wasn't even picking picks. A lot of people don't want to mention that, but go ahead and Google it. Go ahead and Google, uh, I don't know, Mark Davis going to fire Reggie McKenzie 2014, and you will see articles by Adam Schefter, by Ian Rappaport, by me, by a lot of people talking about how Mark Davis was on the verge of firing Reggie McKenzie. In fact, during that draft, Mark Davy, Mark Davy, Mark Davis, or I mean Reggie McKenzie, excuse me, 
was in the doghouse. He was in the doghouse. John Madden had a lot to do with that draft. Howie Long had a lot to do with that draft. And Mark Davis had a lot to do with that draft. Khalil Mack fell into the laps. Mark Davis demanded a quarterback because if you remember, at the time, Matt Schaub was the future. Then it was going to be Matt Flynn. Reggie McKenzie never wanted Derek Carr to be his quarterback. Come on now. And then, of course, yeah, he got a couple good players. Gabe Jackson, who, by the, by the way, is on season-ending IR now. He is gone for the season. Also, Donald Penn is gone. I don't think he'll ever be a Raider again. Good riddance. I hate that slob. I hate that piece of trash. He is just not a good person. Anyone who gets out of the car and wants to fight some fans for, I don't know, who cares? They threw something at your car. Oh no, you can't afford it. You just robbed the Raiders like $13 million the year before. You have enough money to afford someone throwing a drink at your car after robbing the Raiders. If you remember, that slob held out. He held out for more money, and then Reggie McKenzie rewarded that guy for holding out after Donald Penn signed the contract just a year before. We're not talking three years before. We're not talking, you know, four years or whatever, or he, he's about to become a free agent. He just signed a contract a year before, then held out all of training camp, which could not have helped this team at all, and then he gets rewarded. That's what kind of general manager Reggie McKenzie is. He is a failure. He sucks. Look at all these draft picks. Jihad Ward, second round pick. He sucks. Mario Edwards Jr., second round pick. He sucks. The Max Valves of the world. Ben frickin' Heaney. Ben frickin' Heaney is still looking for me. He's still looking for me. He wants to kill me so bad because he's the worst middle linebacker ever to exist. That's why. And I called him out on it, and he didn't like it. Matt McGloins and all, all these guys that sucked. Yeah, I, I don't have a list in front of me, but obviously, look around the roster. There's no one around. Half of them don't even play in the NFL anymore, and the other half are third-string uh, players on different teams. These guys have all sucked. Like I said, 2014 was the only good draft when that guy was around. He got Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had a couple good seasons, and he drops a whole bunch of passes. Then he goes to Dallas because he was a jerk with the Raiders. He lacked effort, stopped running his routes, had a couple good games in Dallas. The media hair went on fire. Oh, my God, look at the Raiders. I can't believe it. They gave a number one pick. They gave away this guy. They gave away Amari Cooper. They had the Cowboys at the time had the guy for like four games, okay? Why don't you wait until you get to, he has to play 16 games and see what you got? And by the way, he's going to want to be paid like the highest paid wide receiver in NFL. And anyone who watches Raider football games knows that guy should not be the highest paid wide receiver in NFL. He shows up for four games a year. I've always said it. That guy could be dominant, but he lacks the effort and he doesn't show up every game and he drops a lot of passes. In fact, he's on track to dropping the most passes by any wide receiver in that short of a career span. That's Amari Cooper for you. And Dallas Cowboy fans, you gave up a first-round pick for him. You better hope he shows up every game. And by the way, he hasn't showed up every game. And he's only been there for, what, six weeks? I think he caught, what, 30 yards last week? Something like that. I don't keep tabs on him. But 
Anyways, the Raiders got a first-round pick for him. Uh, he put out something stupid in the media saying uh, Mark Davis traded him and not John Gruden. The guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Ian Rapport even put it out there that Amari Cooper doesn't know what he's talking about. There was no teams calling for a first-round pick for this guy. Not a single team. The only team that did was the Cowboys, and that's why the Raiders did it immediately because they couldn't believe they were robbing Jerry Jones blind. They couldn't believe it. Plus, they get rid of him because they didn't want to deal with Khalil Mack's agent anymore, so they get rid of all those guys. Plus, they get rid of, you know, these guys that were there that lacked effort, that didn't care, that are not football guys. Guys like a Bruce Irvin, who is a backup player at best. The Raiders tried to give this guy everything. They gave him everything. Go out and be an edge rusher. Go out and do your thing. What did he do? Nothing. He sucked. Where is he now? In Atlanta. And he still sucks. He hasn't done a single thing in Atlanta. Atlanta's a losing team. He didn't make Atlanta any better on that defense. I wouldn't be surprised if they cut him in the offseason. Because Bruce Irvin, Bruce Irvin had a chance to fill Clint Max shoes. He had a chance to be the focal point of that defense and he dropped the ball and he sucks because he's a backup, backup linebacker at best. That's what he was in Seattle. That's, and Cleo Mack made him look good in Oakland. That's all there is to that. First of all, or sorry, back to uh, Reggie McKenzie here. Reggie McKenzie, like I said, I'm glad he's gone. I've been beating the drum, hoping this guy would be gone. Okay? I've been leading the charge. Fire Reggie McKenzie. This guy is terrible. His first hire was Dennis Allen, a guy that, I mean, who knows, maybe three, four years down the line, he could be a good head coach. But the guy was not ready to be a head coach. You're killing the guy. You're killing him. And of course, Dennis Allen sucks. He's terrible. Awful. He fires him. And then he really didn't have control after that. Mark Davis hired Jack Del Rio. Couldn't really work with Jack Del Rio. Drafted all these players. Now remember, Jack Del Rio did not have control over the draft. So remember that. Reggie McKenzie did. And what Reggie McKenzie did is he drafted all of these projects early. You cannot draft a guy who's raw, if you remember that, Reggie McKenzie would use that word a lot. Well, he's raw. I mean, he said that about a Carl, about Carl Joseph. He's raw. I mean, this guy was picked in the first round. You're, you're picking a guy that's going to be good in seven years? In the first and second round? What does that do for the Raiders? What does that do for their fans? They don't care if he's going to be good in six or seven years. In six and seven years... He's not even going to be on the Raiders roster anymore. When you're drafting in the first round, in the second round, you need to take guys that are ready to step on an NFL field and be big-time stars immediately. Now, you're not going to hit on every single one. Like I always say, the draft is a gamble. It's a roll of the dice. You never know what's going to happen. But it's astounding how many times this guy has rolled the dice and lost. It's astounding. This guy can't hit on anyone. I mean, pick after pick has been terrible. And I can't believe he even lasted this long. 
Then, of course, I see these reports. And I see the talking heads on TV. These guys who know nothing about football. And Stephen A. Smith proved that to the world this week. He proved that to the world. He's talking about Derek Johnson. The Chiefs and Chargers game. Well, I'm looking at if Derek Johnson can stop the, the uh, San Diego Chargers. Derek Johnson? Are you kidding me? It just goes to show these guys don't know what they're talking about. Okay? They have someone write everything they say. And then when they try to go off script, they don't know what the hell's going on. Because they don't know football. That's why I encourage all Raider fans, all these people who are bashing John Gruden on TV, these talking heads, don't listen to them. Because I guarantee you, if you're going to listen to them, and if they bring up money and the first two sentences of what they're saying, stop listening. Because that just means they are jealous, still working at ESPN, and they wish, they wish an NFL team would come calling and give them a job, a general manager job, any kind of job. Instead, they're talking about the general managers instead of being a general manager. And that's the difference. And that's why they always bring up the money because they are jealous. There are several coaches making just as much as John Gruden. Sean Payton is making a ton of money. Bill Belichick. And like I said, I, I believe Sean Payton is making around $10 million a season. What's really the difference between him and John Gruden? They both have, what, one Super Bowl ring? And that's what I go by, Alf. I mean, sorry, that's... I go by how many Super Bowl rings have you won? John Gruden has a Super Bowl ring. He's When he was with the Raiders the first time, that team could have been a dynasty. They really could have been. I think this team is only going to get better from here. Now, at the end of the season, we will do a podcast and we will talk about who will remain on this team. Now, I can tell you that the Raiders do want to lock up Jared Cook. They want to get that done before free agency. I don't think it's going to happen, but they want to get it done. They want to get him signed to an extension. A lot of people ask me about Derek Carr. Derek Carr, in my opinion... He could be the franchise quarterback. He could be the future. I think Gruden would love that. My problem, and John Gruden's problem, he said it today, the problem with Derek Carr is he cannot feel the pressure coming, and he's not using his legs. He's not sliding in the pocket. When you got Brandon Parker out there, and you got no Gabe Jackson, you got no Clutchio Simile, and you got Colton Miller, who's a rookie, who probably, I mean, He's probably still playing on one leg, even though he says he's healthy. And let's be honest, he's a rookie. He hasn't been playing that well. He has some good games, some bad games. Still, you know the pressure's coming. And every time Derek Carr gets hit, he fumbles. He fumbles the football. I mean, there was no reason, I don't want to get into it again, but there's no reason they lost against the Cincinnati Bengals. If they play that game five more times, the Raiders would win five of those games. I promise. Even with the lack of talent the Raiders have, they're still better than the Bengals. They got better coaches. They got some good the players. Uh, the Bengals have better players on defense, obviously. But on offense, Derek Carr, I mean, just Derek Carr versus J Jeff Driscoll. I'm taking Derek Carr every time. But Derek Carr does got to start scrambling. 
He has these next two games are going to be important for Derek Carr. I'm telling you, these next two games, you watch out for Derek Carr. John Gruden wants to see this guy scramble. He wants to see this guy slide in the pocket. He's got to start doing that. Or John Gruden's going to start looking over his shoulder for another quarterback. Like most coaches do. They bring in their own quarterback. That's just, I don't know what coach hasn't done that. That's what most coaches do. But, you know, they're already paying Derek Carr. I know they can, there's an easy out. Uh, I believe it's only like $8 million or something like that in dead cap. I don't know what numbers. Sorry, I'm not over the cap.com right now. Uh, but it's relatively cheap to get out of his contract this offseason. So that's going to be a big decision. I think the Raiders keep him, to be honest. Will Gruden still draft a quarterback somewhere? Probably. He loves quarterbacks. I mean, Jesus, I don't know if you guys know, but they signed a practice squad quarterback, Nathan Peterman, and literally Twitter blew up. Oh my God, Gruden's delusional. Can you believe Gruden signed a practice squad quarterback? This guy is on the practice squad. The practice squad, where you know there's no quarterbacks. And by the way, the only reason why this guy was signed was because A.J. McCarron and his wife just had a baby, and he's in Alabama right now. So they don't know if he's going to be back for the game. They had to sign a quarterback. What else are you going to do? What if Derek Carr gets injured against the Broncos? What happens if he gets injured? I mean, Nathan Peterman doesn't even know the playbook, but at least he's a quarterback. And who cares? He's literally probably going to be cut next week. And he's on the practice squad. This guy was selected high in a draft. You know, he started a couple games for Buffalo. He looked terrible. But I would keep him on my practice squad. Why not? Peyton Manning, uh, a lot of guys in their rookie year look terrible. And look at them now. So listen, I mean, who cares? He's a practice squad quarterback. Yet there's literally Twitter, every single article was Gruden's out of his mind. He's insane. And then they're using quotes. They are using quotes in their article, like John Gruden just said it, that are two years old. Like, oh, I really like Peterman. I think Peterman can be a good player. And things like that. He said that when Peterman was coming out of the draft. Like a lot of people said. And by the way, if the Raiders didn't sign Peterman... Guess where else he was going to visit? The New England Patriots. They like him. They for a practice squad guy. There were a lot of teams. There were multiple teams that he was supposed to visit. He just signed with the Raiders because he knew the AJ McCarron situation. So that was his best bet of, you know, if something happened to Derek Carr. But who knows? Tonight the guy could get cut. As soon as AJ McCarron gets back. I don't think Nathan Peterman's going to even be on a team. Yet, it's making headlines everywhere. For a practice squad player. What in the world is going on? It's mostly Bay Area press. They hate the Raiders. Uh, As you know, in other news, Oakland has filed a lawsuit against the Raiders. And, for some reason, 31 other NFL teams and the NFL uh, they'll lose this lawsuit. I don't I don't see any way they're going to win this thing. There are, I know, like a small group, like 10 people that are delusional and think the Oakland, for some reason, is going to 
steal the Raiders name and steal the brand. That's not happening, people. That's not happening in a million years. The Las Vegas Raiders. That's what they are going to become. Just like they were the LA Raiders. There is no difference. The Raiders are not giving Oakland anything. They're not giving them their colors. Which, by the way, I mean, if Oakland wanted a football team, they could still use the colors anyways. Uh, you're going to... Anyways, the lawsuit... It's so stupid. I'm trying not to laugh. The lawsuit, in the lawsuit itself, it says they have no intention on keeping the Raiders. They don't even want the Raiders. Yet you're suing them? It makes no sense. You're basically saying, I don't want this team at all. But guess what? We want some money. It's absolute. They're suing them for leaving, yet in a lawsuit complaining that they're leaving and saying, but we don't want them. How does that make sense at all? It doesn't. And they'll lose the lawsuit. And the Raiders will always keep their name. They will always keep their brand. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee you. I d guarantee you. I mean, and for another thing, uh, one more thing here. Why would they want the name? Why would they want the logo? Because after this, you really think the NFL is ever, ever going to give Oakland a football team? Never. Not to mention, guys, Oakland turned down the XFL. The XFL wanted to have a team in Oakland, and Libby Schaff turned them down. Oakland was going to make money off the XFL. Now, you don't know how big the XFL is going to be or how small. Either way, it's football. And either way, people would go. They turned them down. They have nothing to lose. Oakland has nothing to lose. But they turned them down. Unbelievable. But yeah, my thoughts on a lawsuit, who cares? Thing won't be finished for years. And by then, the Raiders will already have their gorgeous stadium. Mark Davis will already have a lot more money. And you know what? Maybe they'll throw Oakland 100 million bucks or something to shut up. Maybe. Because at that time, Mark Davis will be rolling in dough. And no one's taking their name or anything like that. So if those people tell you that, I know there's only like 10 of them. If they tell you that, they don't know what they're talking about. But so anyways, this week, this might be the last game. It looks like it right now, but things could change. We never know with these things. Looks like the last game in Oakland. Christmas Eve, the Raiders versus the Broncos. Now, John Gruden's going to want to win this game. I have no doubt about it. He's going to want to win this game. Especially considering this could be the last game they play in the Coliseum. He's going to want to win. For those fans in Oakland, just for the fact that it's the last game in Oakland, he's going to want to win. And I think the Raiders stand a really, really good chance of winning this game. Looks like they might get Cleccio Simile back. Gabe Jackson's out. I think it, the Raiders are a good enough team to beat this Denver Broncos team who just lost against the Cleveland Browns. They got Case, the Broncos have Case Keenum as their quarterback. This guy, in my opinion, I like Case Keenum, but come on. 
he shouldn't be a starter. You know what I mean? He's fun to watch sometimes. But on a consistent level, he's not a starting quarterback. The Broncos are about to fire their head coach in two weeks. And their defense, their secondary, is awful. Absolutely awful. The Raiders should be able to get Jared Cook a lot, a lot of, a lot of throws in this game. He should go over 100 yards. Seth Roberts in the slot, I guarantee you. If he doesn't drop the pass, which hasn't done much this year. If he doesn't drop the pass, he's going he's gonna to have a big game. The Raiders should be able to beat this team. They really should. The Broncos are not very good. I know they went on a little mini win streak there, but they didn't play that good of teams, and it was a fluke. They're not that great. This is the last game in Oakland. Like I said, Broncos have to travel to Oakland. This is a Monday night game. I think the Raiders are going to win this. I really do. Now, it is going to mess up the draft for them. They might have to pick at number three for winning this game. Or four. Who knows how the last week will shake up. But still, you know what? It's not going to hurt them that badly. And we don't even know if they're going to be keeping that pick. I've already heard rumblings that Jacksonville could possibly jump to the Raiders pick. And the Raiders move back with Jacksonville because the Giants are going to want a quarterback. So, keep your eyes out for that one. That could happen. That could happen. But this is a game where the Raiders, their biggest obstacle here is going to be stopping the run. They got to stop the run. Philip Lindsay, he's having a great year. This guy's really good for the Broncos. He can catch the football. He can run the football. He's a really good player. And let me tell you something. The Raiders' defense is terrible. Absolutely trash. That I remember they played against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens told the Raiders we were going... They told them. They told the players. We're going to keep running the ball. Try to stop it. The Raiders couldn't stop it. I mean, they knew it was coming. And they couldn't even stop it. So if the Raiders don't stop the run in this game, there's no way they win. Also, another key to winning this football this football this football game is converting on third downs. Derek Carr has to be better in this area. Last week, the Raiders, I believe, were three for fourteen on converting on third downs. The week prior, same thing, they were terrible. They've been terrible all season. Converting on third downs on offense. That has to stop. That has to stop. On the other side of the ball, like I said, stopping the defense and getting your defense off the field. And if you can't, and if that's a three and out, great. Because they're not good on third downs either. The Raiders' defense just are not good on third downs. They're not good at getting turnovers. That's going to be a big thing in this game. The Raiders got to figure a way to get some turnovers in this game. They really do. But like I said, I mean, their defense is a, so bad. So bad. I cannot wait for the offseason. The Raiders are going to have around $90 million, maybe $100 million. The spending free agency, they got a lot of holes to fix. This is a team that's given up more points than any defense in the NFL. They're ranked 32 in the National Football League. With yards, they're ranked 26. 
Passing yards, surprisingly, they're ranked 16th in the NFL. But that number probably got a little better for them last week when they went up against Jeff Driscoll. By the way, if you can't beat a guy named Jeff Driscoll and you're on defense, you should retire because you're pathetic. And then rush against the run, the Raiders, like I mentioned before. They are pathetic on against the run. They rank dead last. Dead last. That's how bad they are against the run. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable, really. It's unbelievable. And like I said, on offense, this team needs to put up points against Denver. If they're settling for field goals, they're going to lose. The Raiders are terrible on offense when it comes to putting up points on the board. They're ranked 29th in the NFL. In yards, they're ranked 23rd. Passing yards, they're ranked 14th. Thank God for Jared Cook. Thank God for Jared Cook and Jordy Nelson, by the way, who has been coming on the last like three, four weeks, finally getting to see what Jordy Nelson can do. He's an old man. We obviously know, you know, this guy isn't going to do a lot of uh, yards after the catch, but still a good possession wide receiver. He's been playing lights out for the last couple of weeks. He really has. But Jared Cook, this guy's a monster. This guy's great. And let me tell you something. He got snubbed for the Pro Bowl. I understand Travis Kelsey. He's great. I understand it. But Jared Cook plays on a very bad team. And I think that should be noticed more. He plays on a terrible team, but he's making all of these plays. With Kansas City, they got multiple playmakers. Multiple. In Oakland, or with the Raiders, I should say, they got Jared Cook. He's making all the big plays. He should have been in a Pro Bowl. The Raiders get snubbed. Rodney Hudson Hudson should have been in too. So anyways, it's going to come down to that, guys. Can the Raiders put up points? Can they score touchdowns? Can they convert on third down? And can the defense... For the love of God, stop the run. Stop the run and get off the field on third down. And maybe, I know this is asking a lot here, maybe get a few turnovers. Last week, Case Keenum threw zero uh, touchdowns, two interceptions. So he'll throw some interceptions. That's what the Raiders need. They need some turnovers on that defense. They need to win this one. They need this is the last time they're ever going to be playing in that stadium. Personally, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't really care where they play, but I know it has a sentimental value to fan, you know, season ticket holders and people like that. I want them to win the game for those people. Because I'm a nice guy, believe it or not. So, I think the Raiders will. I think this is a game where the Raiders can beat the Broncos by double digits. I don't think this is a game where the Raiders should squeak one out. I think give the fans some fun. Beat the Broncos by 20 points. Let the fans get drunk. 
Let them celebrate. But with that defense, even if you're up by 20 points, be careful. All right, everyone, that's it for me. My name is Stephen Michaels. Thanks a lot for listening. This is the number one Raiders podcast in the world. This is the Raiders Daily.